Hey everybody, it's Tickle, and in this podcast, we're going over episode 5 of Game of Thrones Season 8, The Bells. Probably the most ridiculous episode we've seen yet. I just mean, and I don't, I'm not, and I'm not judging it good or bad, I'm just saying, most ridiculous episode. Now we'll break down, well, I'll go, this episode, I'm going to go quickly through the uh, episode, kind of what happened, just to recap, and then we're going to dive into you know, some of the, uh, how the entire episode was shot, the kind of the artistic angle of it, which is pretty impressive. And then we'll go over some of the plot questions that I have, and then some predictions. This is the second to last episode of the entire series. It has spanned over eight years. It's actually crazy how long that is. And the episodes themselves have changed, you know, the amount of um, plot that they're achieving in each one. The storytelling has changed over time. You know, it's just, um, you know, it's been it's been a quite a journey we've been on. And so let's just go ahead and dive right into it. What happens this episode? Well, the episode pretty much starts out. Daenerys looks jacked up. She looks she has dark circles under her eyes. She has frizzy hair. She's definitely distressed. Uh, you know, she's effed up. Masandi's dead, got decapitated right in front of her. You know, her second dragon, two out of three dragons are dead. She's not happy. But I would have argued that she's not alone either. She still has all, you know, the 50% of her army that she came to Westeros with. She still has advisors, still has everybody there. She does feel that John betrayed her, and that actually does hurt me because I can see why she feels that way. She's not feeling good. And as we saw in the last episode, uh, Varys is very pro John being the king and he starts acting out he's writing letters he's talking to John directly and it's very clear that he's not going to just sit idle even though we've kind of seen him sit idle in the past he just kind of does what his king or queen has wished of him but this time for some reason he's very aggressive and he and he acts out and he writes letters and Tyrion basically tells Daenerys Daenerys then you know when Tyrion tells Daenerys that Varys is betraying her she thought that he was going to say john because she feels like john has betrayed her because of him telling his family which has told other people that he's a targaryen and she doesn't really talk too much about more about it and Tyrion doesn't deny it which is upsetting to me but it is what it is uh so basically Tyrion tells her and then she takes varus Tyrion lets him know it was him and uh varus gets dracarist so that was that uh, then there was a very awkward scene with John and Daenerys. You know, they kind of they're meeting up, they're talking, and she's still jacked up, but she comes over and basically starts kissing him, and he pulls away, and she basically says, "Okay, it's fear then that she's going to be instilling not love on the people." And I was like, "That is a very big jump from kissing your man to wanting to saying that okay, all the people have to fear." I don't quite understand that scene. It seems like she's kind of off her rocker, actually, to be honest. Her facial expressions have been very kind of serious uh, in general since uh, after the Night King and after, you know, one of the dragons has been killed. But it's just very weird. And I don't know. I also don't know why John pulled away. I think he can sense some craziness. I think he, he can sense that, you know, she just killed Varys and he's feeling a little bit uncomfortable and she does not take that well. It's at that point that's kind of a turning point of her kind of going super mean. And uh, then Grey, you know, Grey Worm, Tyrion are talking, and Grey Worm is very pissed off that Masandi's dead. Very pissed off, clearly and obviously. I mean, they had plans of after the war of pretty much leaving and having a life together. 
And something to keep in mind, in that same kind of vein, the Unsullied and Dothraki plan to leave, or at least did, used to, plan to leave Westeros once Daenerys has the throne. Being like, okay, you know, your, your people are the Westeros people, you know, yada, 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 we'll go back to Easteros, we'll go back over there, it'll be fine. I don't actually think that's the case anymore. I think they're probably going to hang out because of what happens. Anyway, so they go back, and Tyrion is then warned that if he makes another single mistake, you know, again, he's basically going to get Dracarist, and then he goes and he frees Jaime to go into the city. And I'm like, Tyrion, what are you doing? And Jaime is going back to Cersei, and everybody, I think, thought that he was going back to kill her, or at least not let her do terrible things. Which actually is not what ends up happening at all. He basically goes back to hold her and love her until she dies. <clears throat> Which is like kind of dumb. I mean, come on. He's got to know by now. And you saw him with Bri- Bri- uh, Brienne. Very happy. I was very disappointed that he kind of went down like that. Anyway, uh, then basically there's an infiltration of the city by Arya and the Hound and Jamie. Arya and the Hound get into the Red Keep. Jamie does not... The Golden Company gets put out in front of the castle gates. And it's like, oh, shit, this is an even fight. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, and Euron's out in, with the Iron Fleet in the bay. And all of a sudden, for some reason, Danny is just able to decimate the entire fleet. She's able to decimate all the <clears throat> um, um, crossbows on the wall, uh, on the wall defending the bay. And then one shot, the Golden Company, just like just without even it doesn't even seem like she's at risk, which is a little bit weird to me. I think she she that's where the God Complex kind of comes in for me in the episode. Like, why was she able to do that so easily? But she was taken, or one of her dragons were taken down so quickly. So she basically just lays ruin and just punches a hole in the city walls. That's why I was saying before, like they don't have siege equipment. How is Daenerys going to get in the city? Oh yeah, wait. The dragon's just going to explode the wall. Duh. So basically, the, the the dragon just destroys them. And that's like 50% through the episode. They basically won the battle. The um, uh, Lannister's army drops their swords. And uh, ta-da! Uh, there it is. So uh, they win. Now, Cersei is still in the Red Keep looking out over the city, which is, you know, she can see that the walls were current, you know, really jacked up and the army's pretty much done. The fleets are done. She pretty much lost. And that's when, you know, the bells start tolling, which means that they, uh, the Lannister army surrenders. And so you're like, oh, wow, that was really fast and easy. I wonder what the heck's going to happen for the rest of the episode. And then all of a sudden, Danny, for no reason at all, takes off after she looks at the Red Keep and starts flying in that direction. But then you quickly realize, no, 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 she's not going to the Red Keep. She's not going there. She's actually just going to destroy this city. So she just all of a sudden, instead of going to kill the person that she hates and the person that killed Masandi and the person that has been on the Iron Throne, instead of going there, she just starts killing civilians. And it doesn't really make any sense to me. This is obviously my opinion. Some people thought it was good. Like it was, uh, oh, it didn't, you know, it's fine. I just, what I didn't understand was I could see her going to the Red Keep, destroying Cersei and a bunch of civilians. Sure. All right. Collateral damage, right? No. She won. And then she just starts lighting the city, which is now her city because she won on fire and killing all the people. 
So that part didn't, I don't, I don't really get it. And so I'll, we'll go to the other parts, you know, I'll just quite, I'm going to quickly touch on the other pieces now, and then we'll kind of get into each of the characters in the rundown. But after that, all of a sudden, Grey Worm starts going rogue, and he starts just taking out, you know, he just starts killing unarmed Lannisters, and then all of a sudden the fighting resumes. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, Jon Snow's army jumps on it too, but then they start, you know, take, like, raping and pillaging the city. Why would they do that? No one said to do that. Sure. Well, no, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, I don't get it. Anyway, Jamie then fights Euron. He kills Euron. Um, the Hound has an incredible scene where him and Arya are walking across the map and there's an open ceiling. And he says, hey, you need to leave. You don't be here because revenge is the like all that my life has been about and vengeance don't be like me go leave now or else you're gonna die and i actually thought that was the most powerful sequence in the entire episode and it was actually very good and the hounds the whole piece of the hound in this in this episode is very good i thought it was really good and she says okay goodbye and then we see cersei basically walk by the hound the hound fights off all the guards and then one-on-ones with the mountain and which ended up in a very weird place where he the mountain just gouges his eyes out with his thumbs, which I'm not sure why that was necessary. I don't know why that was necessary, but all right. And then the hound charges and pushes the mountain off, and they fall to their death, we think. Who knows if the mountain's even dead? Jamie then t- finds Cersei. They, he escorts her out of there, and all of a sudden we realize that, uh, Oh, there's no exit under the in the crypts where the dragon, um, you know, the dead dragon skulls are. So then they're just kind of down there and they're stuck. And then he basically says, oh, no, like, you know, just hold me. Don't worry about it. It's just only thing that matters is that we're together, basically. And then they there's a cave in, basically, and uh, they die by uh, the building falling on them. So no one gets to see Cersei die or take advantage. You know, all the terrible things Cersei has done. She now gets to die. In the arms of the person that she loves, I mean that's pretty bad. <laughs> to me, I mean that I mean that's pretty a nice way to go for her. Let's be honest. That's the probably the best case scenario for her her death in her mind. So I'm a little disappointed there. We didn't get to see any type of revenge on Cersei from all the terrible things she's done. Just a cave-in. That gosh darn rocks. And then that happens. Arya basically has a very, very tough time getting out. She sees all the carnage that's being done. She sees innocents being murdered, and she rides out on a horse. That's that. And that's the episode. So, you know, Daenerys basically torches the entire city, barely hurt, like hurts the Red Keep a little bit, but mostly just torches the city and everybody in it. And for no, for why, why, why though, why? So let's go through each of the characters really quick. I want to, and Jon Snow is just like standing in the middle, like, dude, like we gotta stop, we gotta leave. This is jacked up. So let's just kind of run through the characters and how some of their storylines have ended from start to end, and then we'll go into predictions because I think it's pretty interesting when you look at all the different characters. We lost a lot, and some of them in kind of, you know, in some in some, you know, I don't want to say good ways, but kind of predictable ways. Let's just start with uh, Euron. Euron starts on the boat in the episode, and then he basically gets blown off the boat by the dragon, and then he crawls up on shore and fights Jamie. You know, I, I didn't really care for that whole thing. He basically is saying that, I, you know, I'm a king. You're going to kill me. I'm going to kill you, yada, yada. You know, he kind of gets taken – he finally gets taken out by Jamie, but he jacked Jamie up really bad. I thought he was going to kill Jamie, and I would have been pissed. But to be honest, he just gets taken out on the on the edge, and that's 
you know, whatever. There's nothing really big about that death, unfor- you know, f- for better or worse. I thought the gold company, the fact that they got just decimated through one passing, like one drive by the dragon was kind of funny. Because there was a lot of hype about the gold company for a long time. It was even hyped up. And then they just got smashed. Just utterly smashed. It was insane. I think that uh, Jamie's death was and Cersei's death was pathetic. I thought, first of all, Jamie. And the reason you'll hear, hear people talk about it in a negative, it seems like in a negative way, is that Jamie had character development since the beginning where he kind of started as a very... Um, what's the right word, uh, full of himself type guy. And he, you know, was, uh, he was full of himself and he acted the part and then he got his hand chopped off and he seemed to have some type of moral progression a little bit, right? After he kicked Bran out of the window and all those things, he basically starts to go through this journey and you, and you think that he's changing. You think that he's growing or morphing or whatever, right? He, you know, meets Brienne, has some good interactions there, honors, some, you know, what she's trying to do, all that stuff. He, all the, all the stuff that's happened, I'm just playing it through in my head of all the seasons of things that he's done, you know, being in the bathhouse with Brienne, you know, being emotional about all that. And, you know, it's just so much. We've seen that character go through so much. He went to try to save his sister in um, um, the sand place. Wow, I can't believe I forgot. But yeah, he, I mean, we see him go through a lot. And then he meets Brienne up in Winterfell after the Night King and, you know, sleeps with her. Seems like things might be able to be happy. And all of a sudden he switches course. And we actually think that he's going to be on, like I thought he was going to be on a self-destructive path where he was going to go stop Cersei from, you know, destroying everything. But then... We learned no. He's going there to comfort her, and I was like, "What? Come on! Like, you're you're kidding me." He's just he's just going back to her. He's being the same person he was from the beginning. To me, the problem with the kind, the kind of disappointment is that that almost means to me that he never changed, and he never actually had any progression. And that's what bothers me about the way that he went down and the actions that he chose in this final episode. That's why I'm upset. That's, I think that's why people get upset about it is like, but then why do we just, you know, what I would say is then, well, why do we just watch seven years of him going through this journey if he's just the same, you know? So I think that's why to me that that bothered me. So the, um, let's go to the hound. The hound actually, I thought had the best. He was the, he was, he had the best. I don't think the fight with the mountain was that epic. I think, you know, it was what it was, and I you kind of saw I kind of saw them going down together, and they did. So I, you know I th- that's fine, but I, I think the way that he kind of conducted himself with Arya was pretty moving. So that was great. I think uh, <laughs> um, who else? I'm just thinking about uh, they all died. Yeah, Arya's trip out of the city was really tra- that was traumatic. That actually went on. For a very, very long time. That went on for about 25 minutes. I mean, a little off and on, like skipping between different people. But she was getting jacked up on the streets nonstop for about 20 minutes. That was really, really rough. And then she found the horse and then got out of there. But holy crap, that was really rough. Now, the other thing, too, that I think people are also a little frustrated about is Daenerys. Her decision to torch the city... And, and I think it is like, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it kind of makes sense. You know, everything they've always said about her. Yeah, 
I guess, if you go back to season one and you watch her put the melted gold over her brother's head, sure, you can see some evil in there. But it's like the same thing with Jamie that I was describing. If she started that way and she might have had some anger somehow in there after she had been very, you know, subdued. But what we saw was that she came out of her shell in the in the seasons two, three, four, five, six. She's coming out of her shell. She's becoming a leader. She's leading people. She's being advised. She's growing. Her character's now, in, you know, basically queen of a city, now queen of multiple armies, now has an alliance. Now she's leading an invasion. You know, like you see this building, this progression happening. And then what this shows, and the problem that I have is when they win, she actually has exactly what she wanted. But like the throne, she wins. They all gave up. But then all of a sudden, she throws it all away. That part doesn't make sense. And the fact that she had progressed to being, you know, someone that has freed slaves, that had led an entire, you know, culture of Dothraki people, um, you know, in general, and they all answered her. And then all of a sudden... She turns on the civilians of a city that she's about to rule, that she's coming to be their queen. Like, I don't understand. I know she's felt like an outcast, and it mostly because of you know people looking at John instead of her. And she definitely doesn't like that. And then also because she has blonde hair and is from, you know, they know that she's a Targaryen. In the north, you know, Winterfell, obviously people had that sentiment about her. But suddenly to just throw everything that she wanted away and then basically reset because there was no real good reason for this. At the end of the episode, you hear the director say, well, she's lost all of her advisors and everyone's turned on her. That's not actually true. She, she, Masandi got decapitated. Okay. And her second dragon died. Okay. But she still has Tyrion, uh, Varys, John. Everyone is still supporting her and that's why they went south with her so that's what i don't quite get about what's going on here the other thing that's a little unfortunate is that we don't see anything about sansa we don't see anything about aria uh sorry not not aria we don't see sansa bran we don't see yara i was expecting yara to show up in her boats and fight euron i thought that was I thought like that was going to happen, not just a decimation of the fleet instantaneously. So that was a little weird to me. But I guess the reason that, you know, my personal opinion is I wasn't that I'm not a big fan of this episode. And, par- and mostly because I don't think that it made sense for her. There's actually no reason logical. There's nothing actually gained from torching the city after you've won the battle. Now, torching now. Now, she could have torched the city to win the battle. But the battle was won so easily, so fast, you would think that that would be it. That's what doesn't make sense to me. She just torched it, just because. And then the other part that I did not like at all was the fact that John's army started grabbing women and, like, killing civilians. Like, what? why? Why would John's people do that? Why would they, to be honest, there's been this sentiment about not following the queen from the people in Westeros, the, you know, the Northmen and all that, because they see John as their leader. So John says, you know, John's chilling, and all of a sudden they just start going crazy. They just get, you know, it do, that doesn't really make sense to me. I don't really get that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I get... Yeah, it's just frustrating. It really was a little disappointing to me because you can't go back from this. I mean, this is the last. That that was really the 
the the last battle. I mean, what I I think who who knows? Maybe the last one, the last episode could be more more uh, fighting, but it's just a little disappointing to me. And guys, let me know what you think. Put it down in the comments. Let me know on Discord. It's a little uh, a little disappointing to me. I know there's some people that did like it. They said it makes sense. Daenerys went mad queen. She was upset that she lost her friends and her dragon. She's fighting back. But my problem is she's fighting back civilians, her, her people now. She just won. She pretty much just got became queen and then she just torched her own people. After having a discussion about mercy in her throne room on Dragonstone. So it just doesn't make, it doesn't add up to me. Now the filming of this episode was beautiful. The entire thing was beautiful. It looks so good. How they did where the cameras were placed. They were talking about having it in the street so that when the dragons were coming over, you could have a sense of the people that were getting jacked up, which is pretty messed up in general. But, you know, that it was actually really beautiful. And just the big shots of the dragon flying around and just exploding the entire castle walls as it's doing strafing runs was really gorgeous. The fire and the, the result that it had on the people even, like making them, I think of it like Pompeii, like just, you know, immediately turning them all to just ash statues, which is pretty, again, is that's jacked up, but it's still, it's still pretty cool. Well, interesting from, not from a story perspective, but from a filming perspective. So I thought it was, that was really wild. And I thought it was really a beautiful one, especially the fight scene with the hound in the mountain on the broken stairs with the dragon like flying by. It was pretty crazy. I was honestly really surprised that Daenerys had about four lines, maybe not, maybe about eight lines in the entire episode. And that you never saw her face. You never saw her closed up. You never saw anything after she takes off and starts to destroy the city. Which is an interesting play. Kind of upsets me a little bit, but that's uh, that's okay. Now, what we're, what are we expecting for next episode? To be honest, the next episode is the absolute last episode. This is it. Now, most of the most of this plot and the storylines have been wrapped up. To be let's be honest, Cersei's dead. Jamie's dead. A lot of people are dead. The Mountain's dead. The Hound's dead. Euron's dead. So who's even left? I mean, you have John, you have Daenerys, you have Arya, you have, and then everyone in the north, Sansa Bran, you, you know, those folks. You have Grey Worm still alive. Who else is it? Tyrion still alive? But yeah, we'll get to that. I was trying to think. I think that's about it. Now, this last episode, to be honest, I, I honestly think that Tyrion's going to get it. Or he's going to do something. He's going to do something very, you know, I don't know, courageous maybe. Or maybe dumb. I'm not sure. Because he basically did betray Daenerys by letting Jaime out of prison. And then escorting him. You know, basically getting him into King's Landing. So, in that case, he basically betrayed her. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes down. He gets killed next episode. Yeah. I see that happening. Otherwise, I think Arya, because of how much ridiculous, you know, shit she just went through this episode. I think she's going to try to kill Daenerys. But again, I'm predicting these things, and last every all my predictions have been, always been wrong. So maybe Arya goes north and lives with Gendry, and you know, and uh, lives happy ever after and has babies. Who knows? But uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Daenerys, but I do think she might be uh, going down here. The one thing I was thinking about was that if the battle's now over, she has the throne—a throne of nothing, um, to be honest. But 
she's uh this means that gray worms and the army is done so they could be leaving in the next episode they could leave i'm not really sure about that i'm guessing that 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 won't really happen because it looks like she's trying to take over and not necessarily have it be inhabited by Westeros folks, it seems anyway. Maybe they'll rebuild it under their own kind of banner there with the Unsullied and the Dothraki. But, yeah, I mean, I, th- I honestly think that Arya will likely kill Daenerys. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to the dragon at all. I do not know what's going to happen to the dragon. I think Tyrion might go down, and uh, I don't think we'll see Bran. Or Sansa, unless there's some type of, like, fast forward and then they're, like, hanging out together in King's Landing or something like that. I think Sansa will end up leading the north. I think Yara will be over there on her boats. And uh, Bran's going to be just uh, being a potato. So, yeah, I think that's about it. I think this episode really did conclude a lot very fast, though. You know, it was like, what, a 90-minute episode? But to be honest, it felt very fast. They moved through things very fast. The battle was more... It's kind of interesting. It's not. It wasn't even a battle. It was like the Night King's raid on Winterfell. It was a slaughter, except this time it was slaughtering civilians. And there was no, oh, Arya Stark to kill Daenerys, so... It is what it is. I'm not I'm not too excited about it. It kind of does ruin for me some of the character progression and being into that. The biggest thing though I think that it that, and why people are upset is that when they tell it how it is going to be on the show. Like so we know Daenerys goes crazy on the show. It wrecks and and seeing what happens in the battle that's only one dragon etc. It just it it makes it not possible for all the fan theories to be possible. Does that make sense? Like all the fan theories that said Daenerys was going to, you know, become a dragon or there was going to be all these baby dragons that showed up or Yara was going to show up or, you know, all these little things that could have happened are no longer possible because they've defined it in a single way. We cannot wonder anymore about what's going to happen. And that's the really sad part about this show coming to a close is that the theory crafting the tinfoil hatting, all of that, those worlds that are being created in parallel of the show with possibilities, those possibilities are slowly fading. And that's what's sad. And I think that more than anything, every episode this season has probably not gotten the best response, but it's probably because they're slowly showing the facts of reality. And those realities are all, reality is never as good as the idea of anything that is planned or any story that's being written, the idea is always better than reality. And I mean, in this case, it's a reality of a show, but it is what it is. So let's just end with that, everybody. Let's just end with that. Let me know what you guys think of this episode in the comments or in the Discord or on Twitter. And let me know what else you guys want to hear. There's only one more episode of Game of Thrones. Maybe we'll do a different show. I just started watching Bosch. I think that's how you pronounce it on on, uh, Amazon Prime. Seems pretty good. Different type of show, uh, a a cop show, but uh, it is what it is. Guys, let me know what you think, and we will see you on the streams at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch and YouTube, and we'll see you in those YouTube videos. Take care, everybody.